Well, today is May 27th, 2020, and it's a great day for another episode of Cuckoo Questions. I don't know about you, but getting up to episode 4 is a great deal for me. It tells me that the production of this podcast isn't doing so badly, so I should continue it. And I'm glad people are listening in. It really gives you something to do in this quarantine, in this pandemic. And it gives you something to really think about, like think through. And thinking is good for you. And you never know when you might think up your own philosophies, your own questions, and answer them yourself. Well, that's that. Let's jump right into today's episode. This topic's world famous. And I'd be surprised if anyone listening in doesn't know about it. Frankly, it has taken the entire Earth by storm. Though some say it was meant to stick to its own country, it topped the charts here in the USA. And some wished it didn't exist. And to some, it's their entire life's dedication. Ladies, gentlemen, human beings, welcome to the fantastical world of K-pop. And as always, we need to define the topic of the episode. So what exactly is K-pop? Obviously, it's an abbreviation of Korean pop, but what is the actual genre? What is what is this genre about? Well, Google defines it as a genre of popular music originating in South Korea. Pretty simple, right? But while the modern form of K-pop can be traced back to the early 90s, the term itself has been popularized since the 2000s, placing the Korean term gayo, which also refers to domestic pop music in South Korea. Another definition of the term can be found on Urban Dictionary, and the Urban Dictionary definition on K-pop is actually by a K-pop fan themselves. They define K-pop as Korean pop. It is very contagious. The idols are absolute crackheads that can sing, dance, and rap. They are very pleasing to the eye, which I agree with, low-key. But don't be fooled. They're just five-year-olds in disguise. I can actually quite agree with the last sentences. While the idols may even look intimidating or scary on the outside, they could be total goofballs and total sweethearts on the inside. But in all seriousness, K-pop is actually, yes, very contagious. Fan bases are growing by the second every day. And sometimes the power of just one music genre amazes me. I mean, the spread of this huge musical phenomenon across the globe is the first of its kind. Like, have you seen stadiums sell out in less than 24 hours? That's the power of these people. That's the power of the fandom. And I don't know anybody who can get people to sell out. But luckily, I do know a little something about this whole spiel myself. You see, just like Western music, all of the artists are under agencies. For example, Shiny is under SM Entertainment, and the group Tomorrow X Together is under Big Hit Entertainment. Now, let's talk about the structure of these groups. Some groups are just regular old groups that just produce songs together as a whole, as usual. But some other groups are so big, like NCT having 21 members, that they have to have something called subunits. Take the group 17 as an example. They have 13 members in their group, despite being called 17. So, while they make music to get together as a whole, usually, they're split into three subunits as well. 
They're called the performance unit, the hip-hop unit, and the vocal unit. And again, while the whole group makes music together as 17, those units sometimes come together um, within albums to make music as subunits as well. It's smart on their agency's part if you think about it. Members who have a specific talent for, let's say, rapping, but they not so much dancing and they can't just get the footwork right. They get to produce things that they kind of specialize in. They're kind of like good at it. That way, the music is theoretically almost never bad. The production level is way higher than a group with people who can't dance doing a really hard choreography and messing it up all the time. And if you think about it, just like some groups in the whole K-pop dealy, the K-pop fandom has fandoms within that fandom. Uh, fandoms for NCT called NCT Zens, and well-known ARMY fandom of BTS. It's like the subunits of the whole K-pop fanbase, if you think about it. While there may be fan wars and drama every now and then, you know, that whole, like, uh, copying scandal with BTS, all the fans come together to make up and support this music genre as a whole. They make music together while having subunits. They make music together, and it sounds so good. Just like their groups. And enough on the details, now on to the questions. And the whole point of this, of this episode is to dissect the exact appeal of K-pop and what made it this worldly phenomenon that everybody's talking about nowadays. So with that aside, I would like to start with a little imagination. Now, close your eyes, but if you don't want to, that's fine. Imagine you lived in the same exact house your whole life and you know your house so well that you could probably make dinner blindfolded and like as as the years pass by of you living in this house you you start to get like bored with the things you know and everything starts turning mono in a sense as you like touch the same thing and do the same that and you're just longing for this change and so you think, huh, what's outside the house? So you go to the door, you open the door, and you step outside. And there's just this colorful kaleidoscope of music and dance and costumes and hair booming in your face. And you say, well, that's great. And you accept it. And the longer you stay there, the, the better it gets. It's just this crazy mix of hip-hop there, and cutesy aesthetic there, and long, brooding, dark hair, and there, and screaming high notes up there. And there's just this, so much variety. And it's also good and pleasurable to take in, so you get sucked up into this new world you're enjoying. Well, that's how I describe someone coming out of their traditional, like, country's music, like rap, or yeah, like that and discovering this all-new genre you never know existed. And that's basically how K-pop draws people in, I think. It's always something new and almost nothing repetitive. It covers multiple genres, like Neo Soul with BTS's Singularity, and Rap with their song Dang. These groups are always coming back almost every year, with something new to offer their fans and to draw new newbies in. 
like BTS being on so many American talk shows, like that's so that's a new thing. People, Korean people thinking, like, hey, let's let's go to the Grammys and perform there. Like nobody's seeing that, and the whole thing offered for people to see just how much they can do, and that really is powerful. Just it's always about just listening. A little closer and looking a little closer at them, de- at the details and the material, and maybe just maybe you'll find something completely new for yourself to enjoy and for yourself to, you know, get into. So, let's compare BTS to someone like Justin Bieber. And the question is, would BTS be even better than this guy at being pop stars? Well, we all know Beeves has gotten into some trouble in the past, and in my opinion, that's because his agency did not tighten their grip on him so much, like like their strictness on him. And BTS are so diligent and such hard workers at keeping the fans happy, and they don't lack an ounce of passion every single day of their lives, every single concert they perform at, they just sing their hearts out, dance their hearts out, dance till the stage break, dance till their legs and knees break. And it's all like the agency's fault and it's good fault that there's so much that's just hard workers and the auditions to be an idol, they're really hard. They need to pick the best of the best. And that's really powerful. Like they make them so passionate. Member Jimin felt so sick he couldn't breathe, but he still made himself perform and did it to his own extent that he collapsed afterwards. That's amazing. Just it's so amazing how much they push themselves just to make their fan base happy. And meanwhile, Justin can't even produce a song without saying the same word more than 20 times. Um, I'm not saying that Justin is a bad pop star, per se, but he definitely has some intense competition to work on, you know what I'm saying? Moving on, I'd like to cover something else. Why do people not accept Korean pop as an actual music genre? I mean, even Google says it's a genre. So why is K-pop not seen as a legitimate form of music around the world and not just not just US, other countries. Um, For this, I just think that people are not able to accept, it's all about acceptance. They're not able to accept that this new form of music has topped the charts in their own country where they aren't even speaking the same language as the music that they usually listen to. And it's the thought of a language barrier being enough to shatter the chances of the success of the new culture that they're bringing it to us. But for me, I don't think so. I have an answer to that question. The the question of why do people like why do people like the genre so much even if they don't speak the same language as them most of the time? Well, for that, I think the music itself is its own language. They may not speak the same language as the idols, but the music they listen to and the music the idols sing truly brings the fans and the idols more fans than you could possibly imagine. The music brings the people together as one to enjoy their music and to have a good time, honestly. And I believe that with music, there is no language barrier. 
and people can become one through the music, through the rhythm, through the through the heavenly melodies itself. And now for one final thing about this topic, its influence on foreign countries, which relates to the last topic. And by foreign countries, I mean countries outside Korea. See, on that we're talking about something great that originated there. So it's only far, it's only fair, sorry, that we look in that perspective. Anyways, as you all know, K-pop is in the progress of dominating the musical world, quite literally. You can find fans like almost everywhere these days, and the in the invitation of more and more groups and artists onto the American charts and even interviews here really opens the door for this new era of diverse music. I mean, NCT 127 with their English version, and Stray Kids with English version of their song Double Knot, and we all know BTS and how they spread rapidly throughout their, with their booming influence. I mean, you can look in the comments section on YouTube for the carpool karaoke with these guys, and find so many new fans getting to know them, and. With their newest album, Map of the Soul 7, they're headlining throughout the world. So, how exactly did this music genre cross the vast seas into the U.S.? Well, it kind of started with, with 2012's first KCON, which is a convention for, you know, Koreans of, like, the music and the snacks and stuff like that. Which, it, it brought many rookie groups to the U.S. and it really introduced the new pop into our culture. And it drew fans, honestly. And what just spread the influence even more is that the fact that in 2013 or 2014, I think, uh, well, they were still a rookie group. BTS traveled to L.A. to be under the mentorship of none other than Coolio himself. No wonder they became such a big hit. And the fact that Coolio already has a big fan base, like so many fans in America, means that BTS had a solid influence from the start, with the opportunity to introduce themselves to the West through an already big mentor or celebrity friend of theirs. Like, they, they also stood on the streets advertising their concert for free, and what do you know, they gained a pretty close following of fans. And that I think that's amazing, how they could... They started from the bottom, now they there, like, quite literally. And with that, I'd like to close up the episode for today. Well, this topic was certainly one of a kind. I really enjoy talking about things like this, because it's so fun to explore the nooks and crannies and corners and vertices of things that are so huge in today's culture, and explore the history of them and how they became so huge within us. And... I don't think the K-pop empire has any means of stopping, and I'm, no, I'm certainly not complaining, and I'm sure pe other people aren't complaining either. It's so great to see other cultures intertwining with others, and allowing others to explore out of the boundaries they know, and past language barriers, and past all that, to just, you know, become one with the music, enjoy something new. And uh, once, once again, uh, stay healthy, because COVID-19 is still uh, raging out there. It's The best way to stay healthy is just stay home and stop the spread. And please, wear your mask. It's just good for everyone. So if you would be kind and put on your mask, please, thank you. 
So, again, thank you so much for sticking around till the end, if you did. It really warms my heart to hear people are, you know, just enjoying this podcast and just thinking along, questioning along with me. It's amazing to hear that people actually listen to this again. Uh, So, until next episode, bye-bye!